Hi, friends. I'm Chandra Sanchez. And I'm Misha Lazera. And you're listening to Bandwives. Misha, by the time this episode airs, you will be in Norway. I will be in Oslo. Birthday. Birthdaying, celebrating my birthday, 39. <laughs> and I will be on a walking tour in Oslo. And if all goes well, it'll be zero degrees. <laughs> You'll be riding a reindeer. Yes. Through, yes. <laughs> through the mountain. And not eating one maybe we'll see yeah we don't know we don't know maybe you'll ride it and then have to eat it hope not well Wednesday's going great (laughs) oh my gosh so I love January it's my favorite month my birthday month the coldest month of the year in the northern hemisphere maybe maybe February is technically colder who could say but I'm wondering how everyone else is doing how do you feel about change some people don't love winter and that doesn't make any sense to me but I have friends who are like oh I gotta get the sunlights gotta take the vitamin d gotta go to double therapy and I just just I just don't I'm just totally opposite yeah I think the winter really appeals to the sloth side of me um I like the warm clothing I like to look outside and be like oh it's so sad so overcast and then not leave my bed I like to eat really like warm hearty things I like to dip bread in them um I am pro winter hot drinks like give me a hot toddy uh yes I love winter so much I think it's maybe because I didn't have it growing up it's still kind of novel but you it doesn't hold weight for you because you are a winter baby well I miss it because I did grow up with it, and but I don't have it anymore. So if I still lived in Minnesota, I don't know how I would feel about it. I was born during a snowstorm at home. My mom could not leave. She didn't plan to anyway, but she couldn't leave, but her midwife couldn't get there. So it was just my dad and my aunt and my mom. That's very Capricorn of you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but maybe very Taurus of my mom. I don't know. You were born a snow angel. Of a storm, mm. of a blizzard. Yeah. So I don't know. I, maybe that's part of the reason I love it, I'm sure, because I get to yes. celebrate my birthday. People do, though, hate the winter. There are haters. It hurts me a little. There's haters. So many. I don't understand them, but I try. You know, we're open to many beliefs here, but the mm-hmm. belief that winter sucks is incorrect. I know. I'm not going to try to convince them. You know, you just got to accept people the way they are, but I will tell them they're wrong. No, <laughs> I'll try to show them the lie. I've had friends tell me before, more than one, that I've made them appreciate winter. I've helped them to appreciate winter. So if that's what I'm here to do on this planet, that's my one job here. I will do it willingly. You know what? You're nailing it. <laughs> we are not summer babes. No. We went to Italy in February. Everything mm-hmm. was closed. It did snow and it was magical. Yep. I have no regrets. <laughs> no. I don't even know if it would feel the same if there were actual things open. Like grapes on the vine. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Give us the dead, empty sticks of grape vines. Oh, I, I know. And I, when I went to Alaska, it was January. It wasn't cold enough. So now I'm really hoping Norway will pull through. Yeah. I have considered just sending somebody in my place to take photos of you in the snow. That's my one concern about, well, I'm concerned about your safety, but mostly after the safety, I'm concerned that you won't have enough photos because who's going to take the photos, Misha? I won't. And you know, I can be really bad at that. I'm trying to be better. I'm going to be better for this trip. I'm going to have to set the phone up various locations to get these photos but I think I'm just if it's snow and if there's snow on the ground which I'm assuming that is there I'm just going to stare at it for hours what if I send a drone do it 
start a war with Russia and Norway. <laughs> Drones in the sky. I'm right on the Swedish border. I heard the border was open. I don't know if that's true. I'm going to, I think I might try to go to Sweden. Well, I cannot wait. And when this episode airs, I will be hearing all about it. What are you going to be doing next week? What's your plans? Sleep, probably. Oh, good. Yeah. good. <laughs> well, we get back from Florida on Monday night because the kids don't have school on Monday. Yes. Um, so I don't know. We may do a theme park and just like really run ourselves into the ground. So I'll probably be like ready to reset. Yeah. Getting settled into the week. I think two years ago we went to Disney on my birthday. So that was this this weekend. So yes. it was really fun. I did I think we recorded an episode while you were there. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. No, that would have been last oh, winter, but Universal. But yeah. I, I think it was my thirty seventh birthday when I we were there. Okay. In January because usually we go at Christmas and it is so crowded and busy. And obviously January was totally different vibe. The best time. Yeah. I, it's just like there's something magical about the Christmas decorations and music, but being at the park when there's half as many people as at Christmas time is obviously a thousand times better. It is. Did I tell you that we're thinking about going and staying at the campground? I love it. We love it. That's where we stay 75% of the time. You, you should come. Uh, okay. Bring the kids. We'll I get will. cabins. We'll get golf carts. We'll drive. I'll drive down. down. Yeah, okay. the cabins are so fun. The golf carts are my favorite. They have the movie theater. Bad restaurants are amazing because they're the only options. You know, it's like chicken nuggets and french fries, pizza, frozen pizza. It's the best. It's the best. Mm-hmm. Well, it's settled. See okay. you there. I'll be there. I'll drive down. We can drive. See, so it's like almost seven hours. So not bad. Okay. It would be fun. Actually, we know someone, someone who's going to Portugal with us who does Disney stuff and like the planning mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So could bring her in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need we need like an inside, the back uh, backstage access, yeah. all that info, green room. Do have a green room there for the cast members? <laughs> Are we? Do we work at Disney? Are we just getting jobs? <laughs> a lot oh has happened gosh. in the last three minutes. Uh, it is so hot here. I know. I I'm struggling. It's like seventy degrees. No, I mean it's not. It's hot in Charlotte. It's not going to be hot in Norway. That's why I'm going in January. It's exactly get away why from I'm getting that. out of here. Yeah. It's supposed to get colder though this week, right? Like in America. Let's see. Hopefully when this episode airs, it's colder. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. Next Monday and Tuesday, it says we're getting snow here. At this time, next Wednesday, if I don't have snow on the ground, I'm, I don't know, throwing myself into the river. A river. <laughs> the East River. The Hudson. You have two choices. Um so where I'm going to be, where the residency is, the high is eight degrees. What? And the low is negative one. That's what I'm in for. You're going to be like a little frozen bunny. Oh my so, gosh. So Are you staying in a place that has heat? Yeah. And three wood stoves. Ooh. You know how much I love. <laughs> you know how much I love a wood stove. I know. Oh, what a dream. Yeah. Well, I'll be sitting here with candles lit. I downloaded a fireplace app from my car. Whoa. Is it just crackling sounds? Yeah. Well, it's like it's like a visual fireplace that you would have in like your on your car? TV. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I turn the Is heat it on the screen. On. Yeah. And then I oh just my I sit on the hot with my little fireplace. That is the pinnacle of human achievement right there. Hi, hi, hi. I'm so happy to see your face. I feel like we've been talking Misha and I about trying to like get you on the show and just say hi and and in person and whatever all the things I know I was just thinking I was like comic-con feels like it was like a month ago but here we are in January already this year has flown by it's been so well this I guess we're in a new year now I'm happy we're in a new year and like give me all the new vibes (laughs) 2023 needed to just end oh done how has it felt so far the new year yeah lighter I'm like making a conscious effort to be like, what am I grateful for? Let's focus on that. Because I got wiped out at the end of the year. It was just, it was rough. I don't know how you made it through. You broke your arm and then you have two like little ones and a life. And and then like my daughter has been homeschooled and we started the actual school this year. So then every germ possible came home with her. So we've all just got wiped out one after another over and over. And I'm like, I'm so over this. Like, I can't handle it. 
honestly, every other episode of the show, one of us is sick or our entire like households are down for the count. It's so brutal. Oh, awful. Now you have just one son. How many kids do you have? I have three kids. Okay. They're all about five years apart. So our oldest is almost 15. Five years apart. Is that hard or did you like that? It was easier on my body, on sleeping, on breastfeeding, on diapers, all that. But it was a lot harder now because we're in such different stages. We have a kindergartner and a ninth grader and a fourth grader. And so one thing I like is spreading it out because we love having, you know, our kid, then we'll have a kid at home longer, (laughs) you know, an extra 10 years. But it's harder in a lot of ways because they're in very different stages. And, you know, maybe they'd be like closer if they were had a little more in common in some ways. It's still fun. Compromise. Yeah. Yeah. I could not have done it any other way. Really? See, my girlfriend has kids that are five, like just about five years apart too. And she was saying the same thing. Like, well, what what he's allowed to watch or what he's allowed to watch are two very different things. So like now there's a TV upstairs and then a TV downstairs. And she was like, I can't have them in the same room all the time. I'm like, oh, I didn't think about that. Or my girls are just two years apart, like 25 months. So it's whatever one likes, the other one likes. And we're all kind of going through everything at the same time. So that's kind of nice. And I wasn't even out of the diaper phase. And then I was still there. You know what I mean? (laughs) I was like very much in the thick of it at the same time. You don't get a chance to experience freedom yet. So you just power through. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, next year's kindergarten for the little one. And I'm going to be like by myself. What am I going to do? Like, what do I do with my days? (laughs) Yeah. This is our first year where our youngest is in kindergarten and because yeah, every so it was like everyone would start kindergarten, and then we'd have a baby. Oh, and we, you know, and so yeah. that was nice in a lot of ways. And I w- would probably have another baby. We're not going to just because it's like they were at the five year mark now. And so our youngest is in kindergarten all day. And it is kind of weird to have an empty house. Yeah. We're like partially empty nesters. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I have all <laughs> these hours to myself. What do I do now? Because it's like, I mean, you have pickup and drop off and schedules and everything, but there's definitely that part of it where it's like, well, now what do I do? It's too quiet. I'm used to someone yelling mom from some part of the house at all moments of the day. <laughs> well, I'm here to tell you those hours get filled up real. I was quick. thinking that same yeah. thing. I was like, you'll fill them. Don't worry. It'll <laughs> be filled. You forget how you even did it before. I guess it's just like, if you have more space, you fill it up. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just thinking about all the books I get to read. Yeah. Like I'm going to be able to read uninterrupted, like game on. I'm ready. (laughs) Like it's your full-time job. You're like, I have a nine to five. It is reading these books. Reading. Don't bother me. (laughs) What a dream. Um, You know what? We don't have a bio, but we would love if you could maybe introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us um, about yourself a little, just so we can, because we just jumped on. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> um, a little bit about myself. So born and raised in California, mom of two. I love Disney. I like to travel. I go to theme parks more often than I should. <laughs> I'm like a giant kid at heart. I'm like, girls, you are going to love to ride rides and go to Disneyland all the time. I grew up going. So it's a big part. When Mikey and I first got together within two weeks of dating, we had season passes. So (laughs) I was like, this is going to work. This relationship (laughs) is off to a great start. But yeah, avid reader, starting to get into pickleball, trying to exercise. I'm like jumping on the pickleball bandwagon. Here I am. (laughs) I've heard only good things. Yeah. I like don't even know how it's played. Like, what is it? Is it tennis? Is it? It's like a like, I don't want to say dumbed down because there's a million rules that I still don't know. I kind of just get, if, if the ball goes over the net, I'm doing great. Like, I don't really follow all of the rules because it's way too complicated, but it is, it's like a slightly different version of tennis, but I played tennis in high school. So it's really fun. And I just like seven months ago and I'm like, this is so much fun. My serves getting pretty gnarly. I'm like, come on, let's play. <laughs> I'm ready against each other. Or there are two people on one side. It's two and two. Okay. I guess it could be one and one, but there's the cord's too big. It's, I don't, I don't like to run. So (laughs) I'm like, I'm not going to be running back and forth. So this body does not run. I love, I watch people. I'm like, that looks like it would be so relaxing, but that's just not me. Mm -mm. I can't do it. I wish I could like put some earbuds in and just run away and get all my problems out and come home like refreshed. I'm like, no, we're not going to do that. 
that's just not happening i like a nice leisurely stroll like yeah stop yeah. and smell the roses yeah <laughs> like oh the plant's really nice i'm gonna get that for my house i'm gonna keep walking i'm like there's no there's no fast movements going on if you have to jog to get through the light that's where i that's it that's like the, oh. the fastest pace yeah <laughs> oh excuse me oh. sorry cardio <laughs> yeah like going up a flight of stairs i'm like Ooh, me I'm too yeah that's my big workout i'm like all right stairs here i go <laughs> i'm doing as fast it as i can so with pickleball how did you get into it were you did you have friends that invited you or was it like at the gym on on like a poster or something oh i just like i kept hearing about it and watching people play and i'm like what is this thing with pickleball like what is it and then one day my mom decided she was going to play pickleball and like got a really cute paddle and like you've never even played before. How do you have a paddle already? <laughs> what is this thing? So then last summer, I just happened to like try it with like friends. And I was like, oh, I'm in. Like this could be really fun. So it's definitely like a fun thing. And then I just got like a new paddle. It's got like a custom drawn like Ravenclaw symbol on it. Ooh. I was like, all right, now I'm going to win every game. Ooh, my <laughs> yeah. middle kid's, a, he's a Ravenclaw. So <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a very it. big Harry Potter fan. I grew up like back in the day when the books were like every summer a new book was released. So you had to like wait. I'm like, I can't wait to be out for the summer so I can get my Harry Potter book and read it. Like go to the midnight showings of the movies. You the have best. like Universal too. Yeah. When you grow up in a theme park land, I'm from Florida. So it's the same thing. Like you just get into those properties because you can really like immerse yourself in them. The Harry Potter world in Florida is far superior, I will say. Just to go and like be a part of that world is so cool. I know. Join us next August to discover the delicious vino of the Lisbon region on a six-day journey of creative exploration, wine tasting, and visits to the vineyards and producers of the area. In Portugal, our days will be filled with creativity, culture, libation, and good company. Discover more at linktree backslash bandwives and sign up for your next big adventure today. I love the relationship that you have with your mother. (laughs) Seeing you and like your mom in the shows and like, it's just so sweet. I really, it's, I think that's so cool and so sweet. Thanks. It's fun. I was kind of like, the girls were really little when tour was going to like start and then COVID shut that down. But I was so worried. I was like, I can't go out with a two-year-old and like a nine-month-old. Like, what am I going to do by myself? That's just too overwhelming for me. And it was like starting in Europe. I'm like, that flight, like, I can't do this. I was like, mom, you want want to travel partner? So how did she do? Was she like, did she love it? She loved it. Yeah. I mean, and we also do it in a way that we're not ever really like on the bus or anything. We'll go somewhere where if they're there and we'll be like in a hotel, we, we rode the bus from like Boston to New York. So the kids could like experience it, but everything we did was kind of like, okay, you're here for multiple days. So we'll just go see you there. And then we'll have like a little vacation from it and then we'll go home. And then we just kind of like popped in, in that sense. So we haven't done like the full blown, like hop in a bus and go for it. I really want them to experience that someday though. I think they would love it. As they get a little bit older, it becomes so much easier to do. Yeah. I feel like the difference between five and 10 is extraordinary. Yeah. Well, initially too, I was like, I have to buy like a bumper for like <laughs> the bunk and like, what am I going to do? And I need to pack and play. And I, need, I was like, this isn't going to work. And then that didn't happen. But even now it's like, you know, we went to Japan last spring and I had to bring like car seats and strollers and all these. And I'm like traveling across the world, like trying to get in a taxi and like strap in car seats. I'm like, this is a disaster. Like we did it. We had the best time, but it was like the hardest type of travel where I'm like watching like, you know, like our other bandmates, like just hop in a taxi with their kids and take off. I'm like, I wish they were a little bit older. So we'll have to do a redo on Japan someday, but it was now I'm like, okay, now I can take booster seats. So I don't have to have car seats. It's going to start to get easier. Like I can feel it, you know? So that's positive. Even like when we were young this year, I'm like, oh, like we could probably stay up if a like 
trying to force them to take a nap. Like maybe they'll be able to see it. Cause last time they just stayed in the hotel. I was like, bye, I'm going to go enjoy the festival. Love you guys. <laughs> like yeah, festivals. there was no way. Long. Yeah. Festivals are long days. And then there's like a period when you don't have the stroller and oh, you're yeah. like, damn it, there's nowhere to put anything. Or if they fall asleep now, I have like a 40 pound kid that I'm carrying around. But so yeah, we ended every show with my mom with one of them asleep and me with one of them just like sitting like off to the side, like, oh, my back is going to break, carrying them out with their little headphones on. Yeah. It was like, it was so fun, but it's also like, oh no, like I'd get a tap on the shoulder for my oldest and she'd go like this because we would like <laughs> sit like right in front of the barricade and have them on like the speakers and they, she'd just like, I'm like, you want to go to sleep? So I'd put a, like a blanket down or like my jacket and she would just lay down and go to sleep while this whole show's going. I'm like, how are you doing this? I don't understand. I mean, maybe it's like vibrating a little, like relaxing mm-hmm. you and like these giant headphones and she's just asleep in front of the stage. Those headphones are like narcolepsy for kids. So many times my kids have put those on and been like, doesn't they matter where it's so uncomfortable. Don't they look like, these? how do you lay down with these giant, like out to hear headphones? I'm like, it were, I mean, they went to sleep almost every show. They maybe stayed up twice. And then you take them off and it's just like a ring of sweat because they're so hot. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. But at least they would sleep. I was grateful for that. So I never had like overtired children, which was wonderful. Yeah, it's really nice to have kids that are flexible and don't need to be like married to their nap schedule or whatever. You know, it's a weird lifestyle. It's like not all the time, but um, okay, we're going to jump in because yeah. so what are you juggling this week? Um. So- starting school back up. We just joined Girl Scouts. So I've got to get all like my paperwork ready. I just found out we're going to start like the cookie selling soon. So I'm like trying to learn what all of this means because I was never a Girl Scout growing up. So I'm like, okay, this is new. We're, we're doing it. Um, Mikey's got like some rehearsal stuff and things he's working on. So just juggling kids, life, dinner, schedules. And then we started a book with book club. So I'm like trying to find my time for my reading too and staying busy what book is it this one is called central park and it's by a french author i guess his bio says he's the number one french author i don't know i didn't look into him but it's a really good like murder mystery i would say kind of like a thriller it's a fast read i'm like halfway done already oh nice yeah there's some that i get and i'm like oh man this is gonna be a struggle and i'm reading it the day of like my book club (laughs) oh my god I have to finish this book but this one's good I like the murder mystery ones what length of time do you guys usually give we try to give like two weeks but then we read I don't know if you guys are familiar with the fourth wing book oh yeah um and I I read I listened to the first one with Adam oh okay so that one that book was big so we did like a month on that just because it was right around Thanksgiving and I was like everyone's going to be doing so many things so if it's like a super big book we'll give a little bit more time to read it but we try to do two weeks and then we do like a voting week where we like pick the next book and then we try to start and do like a book a month I would love to do more but like realistically I probably read two books a month do one with book club and then one on my own but I I just like collect way too many books and there's not enough time (laughs) I relate. I mean, I've also been reading Britney Spears's book since it came out. And it's just kind of like the one that I like pick back up and I'm like, oh, I don't have to like follow along. There's not like a story I have to remember what's mm. happening, but love her. Love her. Wish the book was better. Oh. <laughs> My cousin listened to the audiobook and she said it was good. Um, but like, yeah, there's some not as sort of like steamy as I just feel like the story you should be getting from someone like Britney Spears that book should be ginormous mm-hmm. and you should really be getting, if you're going to release a book, like a Jessica Simpson situation where you're getting like all the good, the bad, the ugly, the in-between. I just don't feel, I feel like it's a lot of it like touches on things and moves on, touches on things and moves mm-hmm. on. And it, it obviously wasn't written by Brittany, but they're trying to give it the Brittany tone and it just feels a little simple. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if we could add emojis into this book, they would have like, they absolutely would have done like her <laughs> captions and like really tried to like make it feel like you were reading her Instagram. So I was like, there's just parts of it where I'm like, this is so heartbreaking, but it's not Jessica Simpson's book was gut wrenching. And it felt like 
she really was like, this is my story and I'm just going to tell it and you can take it for what it is. But I just feel like Brittany isn't in the place to actually give anybody that. So Mm -hmm. it's like, here's this like PG version of my life. Yeah. To be a fly on the wall in that interview process and like the ghostwriting process. She just breaks my heart. Following her on Instagram is really hard right now. I know. I know. I know. Obviously I was very pro, like, you know, nobody should have to go through somebody else. I don't care like what mental state you're in or um, you shouldn't have the situation that she was in, but also she really seems like she could use like a good friend, somebody to just be there for her Mm -hmm. without, you know, without ties and attachments or anything like that. Just like somebody who loves you and looks out for you. Yeah. That's just like stepping in like, Hey, life can be better than this. Like, let me be here for you. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's sad, but I hope she continues on whatever makes her happy. (sighs) Me too. I just love her. I love her as a person. I love her painting phase. I'm sorry. I'm on a tangent. Oh my gosh. I remember the painting phase. Uh, she like, that looks, that felt like a good therapeutic activity for her. Yeah. I feel like she just like got a little bit of freedom and then hasn't figured out what to do with it yet. We'll see. Fingers crossed. I want to hear more about the book club. Like how, what is the sort of format? So do you meet online? Are you like, yeah, it's all online. I would love, I keep saying like, I would love to somehow do a meetup, but it's kind of like, because it was just something that we started during COVID. It's just an online book club. And there's people like all over the world that join. So it's super fun to be connected with people that you would never normally connect with. You know, you could have like a neighborhood book club or meet up with your girlfriends, but this is more of just like, all of us coming online to chat and we've been trying more and more on your Instagram lives. You can like add people to the live. So we're trying to like pull people in. So it's not just me and my sister's face every time. Like this is what we think about the book and we don't want to hear what you think. So we're like trying to figure out ways to get it where we can have more people. We've been talking about like moving it on to like a different platform when we go live so that we can have more of a conversation. And it's not just like people like chatting on our lives. So we haven't like dove into that super deep yet, but yeah, it was just like during COVID, I was just reading books every day. <laughs> so I was like, what else are we supposed to do? So the kids would like play in the backyard. I'd be reading. And Mikey came up to me one day and was like, you should start a book club. And I was like, maybe. And then I kept thinking about it. I talked to my sister about it, who loves to read like me. And she was like, oh my gosh, I'm in. Let's do it. So like two months into COVID, we started it. And we kind of just, we'll put up a couple books, let everyone vote down, select the book. And then we all read. And then once we finish, like whatever time period we give for the book once we're done we go on live to chat about it and then just have like a fun little discussion and move on to the next one but last year we read 13 books which was like our biggest year yet so that was a lot of fun and we've had had like really cool moments like Colleen Hoover's people reached out to us one time and like sent us a pre-release of one of her books and I was like this is awesome (laughs) like little things like that are so fun because we have like 3,000 followers on our book club. It's not like this massive thing, but they're like super engaged. Like we're always talking with everybody. We've like genuinely built friendships around our books. So I want it to be like this thing where it feels like you're chatting with your girlfriends or your your friend, like whoever about this book you're reading. And it feels like that. It's like intimate enough where it feels like we are all kind of getting to know each other and having actual conversations about the books. So it's been so much fun. There was like one moment where I was like, hey, have we like done it? Are we done? Like, I don't know. My sister was like, how dare you say that? Like, we are not ending this. And then it kind of picked up from there again. So I was like, yeah, I don't want to end it. I just didn't know if we like ran our course or not, but it's still going great. So it's just to be able to connect with people through something that you love just makes it even more fun. You know, instead of just reading a book by yourself and like hoping one of your book friends will like want to chat with you about it. Instead, you get to be like, here's all these people who read the same book as me. Let's, let's talk. So I love it. Can I ask maybe like your top three, the top three that you've read that you like, you would recommend to everyone and maybe one that you would say skip. Okay. Top three. This one we didn't do with book club, but it's the number one book. I tell everyone to read the Nightingale by Kristen Hanna, like number one, always. Then last year we read a book. It's like a, I think it's a young adult book. It's based off of like, you're following these people through like their high school years, but it 
wrecked me. <laughs> like I was, I read it on my phone and I was like standing in the kitchen cooking dinner, just like crying. Mike, he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, why did they do this? Oh my gosh, this book. I was so messed up over it. It was called, if only he had been with me. So good. I can't get over it. And then right now, because I think the fandom thing and it like pulling me back for the nostalgia would be fourth wing. Because the second I started reading that, I was like, oh, this is like Harry Potter vibes. This is like Twilight. It's like so many different things mixed into one. And then I got to go like when Iron Flame came out, I was at Barnes and Noble and they had like all these like stands set up with all this like merch. You got like this gift bag with a dragon on it. I walked over to the little Starbucks cafe and they had like custom drinks with the characters names. I was like, oh my God, this feels like the Harry Potter world all over again with like those midnight releases. They Barnes and Nobles were opening at midnight the night before. So you could go in and get your copy. And I just hadn't had any type of fandom thing like that in so long that I was like, I'm in, I am in. I'm going to tell everybody to read this book. Um, even had one of my girlfriends like super into it and her husband's like, what are you reading? She's like a book about dragons. It's nothing. <laughs> Don't be <laughs> harmless. I didn't like it. <laughs> but those are my three. And then one to skip would probably be The Last Mrs. Parish. I just read that one. I think it was a Reese's book club one, but it was like, I've, I somehow ended up reading a bunch of books that like someone was like locked in an attic it was like my third one in a row and I was like why <laughs> why do I keep ending up with all these books where someone's locked in an attic and has to escape it was just so boring I couldn't do it it was a very specific niche yeah, yeah. No, I don't know I, I've I, ever read one of those books it was Maybe. weird because I had yeah. read The Housemaid which was very similar to that prior and the, but I liked that one that one was entertaining The Last Mrs. Parish. I was like did they just like talk to each other as they were writing these books <laughs> what is happening so that one I wasn't super into, but, oh, and then our Christmas book we just read was not good either, but those are, I expect them to be cheesy. You know, you're doing like a little Christmas love story. This one was yeah. like two women that live in Canada writing a book about um, some people that live in Tennessee. And they, it was like, they like Googled like Southern sayings and they had to get like <laughs> two in per page. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is really bad. So that was a little bit rough, but for the most part. I try to finish any book I start. I don't want to, I'm like, all right, I'm committed. It's like a TV show where you like have to see it through. Oh, I'm a quit. Mm -hmm. I'm so quit. I'm such a quitter. I quit like 60 to 75%. I do. I just, I'm like, oh, I'm trying to get better at quitting. Cause I feel the same way. Like we talked about this before, but I feel like a guilt. Yeah. So I'm like, well, some, maybe it gets better or probably not, but maybe, <laughs> Or you just feel like somebody put their time into it, but also then it's, I'm mad if I finish it and I hated it. Yeah. You're like, well, and I just like, wasted so much time on that. Great. Yeah. I could have been doing this or reading this or watching this instead. I get it. I do quit TV shows sometimes, but I don't really quit books. Do you find if you like, you don't quit, you carry through, you get to the end. Do you feel like either one, you feel really good and accomplished or two, that it was actually worth finishing? No, or, no, they just bombed yeah. it. <laughs> I'm like, at least I did it, but like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have. <laughs> this is an intervention. <laughs> We're here to tell you stop, just cut it down, stop wasting your time. Oh, yeah. I'm so hot. I have to take the sweater off. It is like, you wear a sweater in off, North girl. Carolina, and then it's like 60 degrees and the sun is shining. I just literally pulled a blanket on me like an elderly ah. woman because it's freezing. It's like freezing in here. Um, like an elderly woman yeah, I feel like a little cute grandma like I don't know good night moon oh, yeah. <laughs> here I am okay all right we probably could continue to talk about books all day and I'm here for it if we decide to do that but also could you tell us something that listeners would be surprised to hear about your life that's a tricky one I think something that would be surprising that like not a lot of people know is that we lived in Nashville for three years it was like a little interlude in our life but it wasn't anything that we really ever talked about so I guess that like you know my husband moving to the south <laughs> living in Nashville <laughs> was definitely not on the bingo card but we did it and it was a big I don't really handle like not being in control well like I need everything to be like okay I've got it and we moved during COVID 
And I was like, okay, like we've talked about this, like maybe we should just give it a shot. Like, I don't know. I don't, I, I feel like we need space. I feel like the kids need to be able to go outside and run around without feeling like scared. We're going to run into somebody. And there was a lot behind why we moved, but Mikey got on a plane and went and saw the house that we had FaceTime walked through and purchased. And I ended up selling our house and we moved and I had never even seen it, seen the neighborhood or anything. And so for like my personality type, I was like, Hey, this is where I live now. Like, this is my house. I don't even know the layout. Like, I don't know where my bedroom is in relation to my kids' bedrooms. Like it was a huge challenge for me, but I overcame it and I'm grateful that I did it and like pushed myself. But that was, that was something that I <laughs> never thought yeah. I would be able to do. Cause I'm like, I need to know where my babies are going to be and where, how this is going to work. And I was like, this is my home now. Okay, great. Wait, are you still there then? Or did you leave? No, we're in California again. Okay. Yeah. We, as much as we enjoyed it and it was like really beautiful and there's a huge music scene there. So Mikey had so many friends already living there. So we did have like our people, you know, it was like, you think you're going to be like, come out, come visit, like, come see us. And at the end of the day, everyone has lives. So how often you get to see your family is super limited. And when holidays come and airlines crumble and no one shows up for Christmas, I was like, we got it. We, we can't stay here. It's time to go home and yeah. be with our people. <laughs> yeah. So we, we came back to California and it's good. Getting to see everybody you love is like super great and being able to drive to do so and not like relying on airlines yeah. <laughs> for sure it's culture shock too is mikey born and raised in california too or? oh he's from new jersey but he had been in california long enough that he was like i love california like i'm not leaving and i was like no i get it and then i i'd gone on a girl's trip i'm like i know so many people there everywhere i went i was like running into everyone i knew and it's so beautiful and it's so this and it's that and they're like don't get me wrong it is but it's just like i need i need my family like i have three sisters so my mom was with us and she was like, we got to be with family. You know, mm. we all kind of felt the same thing. We're like, we did it. We had a great like interlude during a time where you couldn't really do much anyways. And then now it's okay. We'll go back and visit our friends, but now we're with our family and that's like the most important thing for us. So I'm happy that we did it, but yeah, we just didn't really, it was just something we did for ourselves. And I guess that would be a surprising thing for people to hear because we never really talked about it. I love that. Uh, especially with kids. It's really nice to be close to family. Yeah. Can we get a little bit more background on just your life in general? Maybe three things that you're proud of, uh, past, present, and future. Ooh. I mean, it feels like that is a big yeah, one. Yeah. I sure. mean, pushing myself out of my comfort zone. <laughs> I don't do that often. So that was a big one. But I would say something I'm proud of, like past, would be. I went through a divorce in my early 20s and didn't really know what way was up. And I think getting through that and kind of getting, I got a job in the music industry and I kind of rebuilt my life and figured it out because I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I am like 23 years old, divorced, back at my mom's house. Like what just happened to my life? I don't know what to do. Like I didn't have a job. I had dropped out of college. Like I was like, now, now what do I do? So I think rebuilding that and kind of figuring out how to be independent and to like take care of myself and get a job for myself and really do something that I loved. I was doing marketing um, for Universal Music Group and I loved it, but I was able to kind of rebuild my life. So I was really proud of that. Present, I would say being a mom, like watching these little souls grow that like your shape being is like the most rewarding thing ever. And every time they do something, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. Like, it's working. <laughs> and future, that one's tricky. I feel like for me and like the journey I've been on, like with my divorce and things like that, I would probably say maintaining who I am and not losing myself ever again. Because going through something like that so young, I was terrified that I was like, oh, this is, this is who I am now. Like I've got like this, like label on my forehead, like divorce. Like it was not something that I comprehended well. And I was like, I lost myself in that relationship. So I think if my future self can stay on this path and like stay true to me, 
I'll be very proud of myself. I love that. I think that it's like so interesting to think about when we like the big things that we've been through in the past that like probably felt so horrible at the time. And now you're like, it made me so much stronger. It made me like shape who I am today in a positive way and all those things. It's hard to remember though, when you're going <laughs> to speak from experience, when you're going through it. Yeah. And you can't really tell someone that when they're going through it either. You can't be like, trust me, in 15 years or 10 years, you're going to be so be happy. A distant memory. It'll be okay. Yeah. No, I actually had a friend that I was like talking to. He was one of my best friends. And I was like, you know, like no one's ever going to be with me. Like, I don't know. I don't, I can't figure this out. And he hung up the phone with me and wrote a song and like sent it to me. It was called, you'll never be alone. And it was like, you feel broken right now, but like, remember you're like, you're not going to be alone. And like, you need to look in the mirror and know how to love yourself. And I was like, Oh, like it just like wrecked me. I was like sobbing my eyes out, but I still sometimes listen to it. And I'm like, that actually helped me. So like relying on people, you sometimes, you know, you don't want to share those thoughts with people. You keep it to yourself. So like actually having a conversation helped heal a little bit in a way of like, Hey, look in that mirror and know you're worth something. So having someone say it to me through a song, I was like, Oh, you got me. Okay. I will work on that every day. And that's something that I feel like it doesn't have to be like a divorce or something traumatic, but just daily, like figuring out, I was reading something last night on Instagram, like, you know, tell your kids you love them every day. And I'm like, Oh, I do that. And it was like, ask them why they love themselves. Like teach them now to learn to love little things about themselves. It doesn't have to be physical. Like, what do you love about yourself? I love how smart I am. I love that I got this, or I love this, or I was like, I need to implement that more because I'll be like, Oh my gosh, are you so proud of yourself? And I will like point things out, but I don't necessarily focus on like, what do you love about yourself? Because I feel like we all forget to do that. Like we all get caught up in our our woes or our day-to-day stuff. And then you can get down so quickly. So to like shift that back, is like a really good reminder. Yeah. Yeah. It's so easy to kind of lose sight as an adult because society tells you to like dull yourself down. Like don't be too this, don't be too that. Don't love yourself too much because then you're cocky. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah like, oh wow you're really full of yourself aren't you and it's like well, yeah can't we just like <laughs> I am thank you I put in the work thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a little bit like that there's like limits to everything that you're supposed to do yeah for sure and it's the only thing that makes you like impenetrable to the world right is to like love yourself yeah. and we talk about that with our son all the time. It's like, it doesn't matter what you do, where you go, who you are. If you're happy with that person and you're content and proud of that person, that's, you can do anything you want. Nobody can touch you. No one can hurt you. I love that. Yeah, me too. We're full of good advice here. Kristen's (laughs) already given us a lot. Stay true to yourself to reach out, which is underrated. But what other advice do you have for band um, wives or spouses out there, whether it's tips, tricks, or psychological encouragement? Um, that one's tricky too. I don't want to, I mean, I feel like I'm on the newer end of this because Mikey and I had been together when the band was, his band was broken up. So the touring aspect of it is all very new for us. He had never been on tour the whole time we were together and then there weren't kids. So if he went and did something, I was like, cool, let's go. And I would just like tag along. So then once we did start the tour in 2022. It was like, oh, this is like a whole new thing. And now there's like little ones in tow. And it was like a huge change for our relationship. I feel like the biggest advice I could give would just be to communicate because when they're on the other side of the world and you're trying to catch each other on the phone, like five minutes of just like, this was what happened in my day, or this is how I'm feeling today. Anything where you can just take a few minutes to connect with each other. It was like the most important thing for us because you get so caught up in your routine of like taking care of the kids and doing all these things that you don't necessarily take that time to just be like, how are you? Like, how is it going for you over there? Cause as much as it's like nonstop here, they're still going through it too. Or he might be missing us and he doesn't feel like he can be like, I'm really missing you today. Cause I'm like, this happened with the kids or this happened. (laughs) So it was just like, let's like be real with each other and just like, how is your day? How are you doing? And then I can and have that safe space to do the same thing without it feeling like, oh, I'm complaining or stressing you out because I had a rough day. So that's like the one thing that I made sure we did. And then like we tried to, it didn't always work with time changes and stuff, but have him call to say goodnight, like a FaceTime, like let's mm-hmm. say goodnight to dad as part of our routine. So 
when you're home and they're not here and you're like in the thick of it, it gets easy to kind of be like, oh, we'll talk to him later. Hey, we got to go. We have this going on. So yeah, that's my big advice is just make time to communicate. Even if it's just sharing like these good things that happen or just like, oh my gosh, she did this today and it was the cutest thing ever. Like whatever it was, it was so important that we like downloaded with each other. Not just like, hi, I'm about to go on stage. Okay, bye. Like it was like, no, we have to talk because I miss like, I don't have you here. You don't see what's happening all day long. So that was, yeah, that was a good one for us. It's nice to kind of be able to reframe and put each other up there. <laughs> we were walking into Walgreens yesterday like grabbing a couple things we're like holding hands he's like are we on a date we're holding hands walking into Walgreens I'm like oh my god this is what life is right now yeah I guess we're on a date let's do it it was really funny do a little slow dance in the aisle. Yeah, yeah like spin yeah. me and dip me outside of Walgreens romance in adulthood <laughs> As lifelong learners and also big fans of ordering wine in other languages, Misha and I tried to learn as much Italian as possible before our writing trip this year. Now we're studying Portuguese too and are so excited to partner with Babbel.com Language for Life to offer 55% off subscriptions to our listeners. As band wives and women who honestly can't sit still, we're loving their online classes and app-based lessons for learning on the road and on the go. They also have podcasts and games. And if you listen to our podcast, you know we can't get enough of those. We're hooking you up with discounted memberships so that you can learn to order Vino Tinto anywhere in the world. Visit bandwivespod.com backslash babble to sign up today. What do you know to be true about yourself, the world, and the universe? Let's get deep. Let's do this. Okay. <laughs> About myself, I know that I have a huge heart, but I'm cautious in letting people in. About the world, I know that there's still good out there, even though the world feels really heavy and really dark most days. And the universe, I know that there's a higher power that we can rely on, whatever that may be for each individual. I do believe that to be true. I'm right there with you, riding that wave. It's, <laughs> it's hard when. Some people will be like, only, well, you mentioned something about like trying to see the good, you know, and be grateful for what's going good this 10 days of the year so far. <laughs> but it's like, it can be, even in the whole global scheme, it can be so hard to be like, there's so much good happening there and there and there and there, even though there's bad happening in places too. And so I feel like it's just so important what you focus on. Mm -hmm. I'm, I was always like taught that growing up, like there's always beauty around you. You just have to look for it. And like I said earlier too, it's very easy to like stop looking because you just start like things just start stacking and then that just like you're catastrophizing everything and you stop remembering to be like, okay, but this is still happening and this is positive. So, I mean, I'm guilty of it too, but I do try to be like, oh, you know, my friend will be like, you're always so positive. You're like you always like put such a good spin on it. I'm like, well, I've been doing it since I was little. So it is more of like a second nature thing for me, but it's also like, if I don't, the negativity will eat me up. Like even just opening my Instagram, like I'm like, I got to unfollow these news accounts because I go, I get so overwhelmed. And then I just like, I have to mass consume what I see and I have to know everything. And I just get wiped out where I'm like, just like this tense ball of anxiety. Mike's like, you can't be looking to the extent you're looking like you're waking up in the middle of the night and being like, did anything else happen? And I'm like, mm -hmm. I know I have really bad anxiety. Like <laughs> I can't help it. So I have to limit that and then just be like, I'm going to put my phone down and just focus on my kids right now because this is like my happy place. And that's the good <laughs> you can do with the world. Like I feel like, you know, sometimes my mom will get really upset about the news and she'll tell me all about it. And then I'm like, you're taking news that we have really little control over and getting really stressed out and then telling me all about it. And then we're both stressed out. <laughs> and I do feel like at some point you have to be like, I, what, what good is it doing? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it you is. You got to be to a point where it's like, okay, but what can I do? to be a good human? How can I raise good humans? And what can I do in my household to like protect us, make sure we're prepared for whatever may come and just keep on like focusing on like, okay, but we're here right now and it's okay right now. So like we're losing today, worried about something that hasn't happened or may not ever happen. 
So I try to like get myself back to center with that because I know I'll be like, oh my God, but if this happens, we can't travel because in Mike, he's like, you got to stop. Like what, what is happening? Like even COVID before COVID came to America, I was like on it, like every single day on Twitter, like this is happening. Look what just happened. Like showing him videos. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, this is, you can't travel. This is not good. This is not good. He's like, babe, like people are watching it. If something's happening, like we will know. And I'm like, you can't go, like, you can't go to Australia. If you go to Australia, you are going to get stuck there. And he's like, again, like I'm one piece of the puzzle. People are watching it. I'm like, you can't go. And then two days before they're supposed to leave, he comes home from rehearsal and he's like, Hey, yeah, we're not going like the borders are shut down, like no travel. I'm like, this is what I've been saying for two months. Like, <laughs> So sometimes that my anxiety is worth it, but it just takes a while <laughs> to like make sense. You know, yeah. when Misha and I went to Italy last year, um, they told us that there was a woman there who was like on a writing uh, retreat. She was working on a Netflix show or yeah. something and she got to Italy, left her family in L.A., and was stuck there for six months. That was going to happen. Like they literally were going to Australia. And I was like, you won't come home. Like you, you will not come home. He was like, you, you gotta chill. And then Tom Hanks got COVID in Australia. And I was like, <laughs> he literally was the reason that they finally were like, okay, okay, okay. We're not doing this. So wild. Thank you, Tom Hanks. It, yeah. Sometimes anxiety does come in handy, but generally I find that kids are the antidote to thinking that the world is so screwed you know you spend an hour with your kid and it's like everything is so pure Mm -hmm. like make sense of everything yeah I feel that way I'll just like be like okay it's too much like I gotta recenter putting all this off we're gonna go like bake or we're gonna go play in the backyard or we're gonna go do chalk or we're just gonna color or they love to play hair salon so I'll just sit down and they just start playing with my hair or I'll like let them do my makeup on occasion which is always scary <laughs> but I'm like okay let's do it and just their little faces and they're like do you like it and they're just <laughs> playing and I'm like this is what it's about like just focusing yeah. on this and like the innocence is it's not all bad they're still good out there and I have to believe that because I the world that our kids are growing up in is so different from what we're, we grew up in so I have to believe that like it's still not not all gone to shit yet (laughs) we're getting there you know it's gonna be there's got to be more good that prevails in the end it just has to yeah I agree and that's what we're all co-creating it together and so when you're home baking and then there's millions or billions of people deciding to do that and get off the news and help out where they can and I I believe in the good too and now we're off to much easier, more lighthearted questions, potentially, unless you're binge watching the news still. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, thank goodness. A little more lighthearted. What are you binge watching, reading, or listening to right now? Binge watching Suits. Ooh. Definitely. Like we're on season four, three. Is that the one with Meghan Markle? Yes. Right? Yeah. So it was like trending and I was like, why is this around? Like, this is so weird. And then... um my sisters were all watching and they're like, do you watch Suits? I'm like, no, you got to watch Suits. I was like, all right. And it's actually really, really good. So we're doing that. And we're watching the Curious Case of Natalia Grace on Matt. I'm obsessed with that story. Season two is crazy. Did you see that they did the DNA test? No. I'm trying not to Google anything. because this is I, I deep dive and then I'm going to ruin everything. <laughs> okay i'll wait till I you're like done looking up where like the mom is now the other day and i was like no i'm seeing things i don't want to see so i had to stop but that story is cr- it's so sad but i also don't really know what to believe because i feel like on both sides they're just making stuff up to make the other side look bad so it's really hard to know what to believe the dna for me was interesting because i was like oh actually this gives like a lot of weight to one side mm-hmm. okay yeah. <laughs> okay is that is that what you got watching suits yes Watching suits, reading maybe the book. Yeah, Central Park. And then what's the other one? Listening to? Listening? Are we talking podcasts or music? Anything. Anything that fills your ear holes. There's a podcast that I listen to that's probably really weird. It's called Even the Rich. It's like a wandery podcast. And it's just these two girls that talk about like stories about like even the rich have problems. So they like pick somebody. And I think it first started with like Princess Diana. And then there was one about Meghan Markle. Right now I'm listening to one about Madonna. And it's just like, they just pick people and they tell you their crazy stories that 
there was a Britney Spears one. There was one on Beyonce, just like these backstories that I'm like, wow, this is really interesting. Listening to one of them got me into um, Succession because she did like a whole episode about the Murdoch family. And that's loosely based off of that. So I was like, oh, I need to like go watch Succession. And then I became obsessed with that show too. So that's like a fun like podcast podcast that doesn't take me down a dark rabbit hole where I have to start investigating things and deep diving so I do listen to that quite often writing it down because I'm due for something that's not all horrible crime murder yeah see if I'm like reading about like doom and gloom stuff and then I'm listening to like all my true crime stuff I, I need to escape it sometimes so even the rich I'm gonna check it out for sure okay. Nisha might we'll see <laughs> Nita loves the optimistic, beautiful things to listen I to. I do. I can't do any murder in books or anything, but I love like weird spiritual podcasts mostly. Anything that's weird and spiritual. Interesting. It opens my mind and yeah. even and I'm skeptical about everything, but I can just be like, someone thought of that. Even if it's not, you know, real. Mm-hmm. I'm like, someone made that spirituality. I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> interesting. They invented that <laughs> or not. We don't know. Storytelling. Yeah, so it's my own it's, investigations, but they don't lead yes. to murder most of the time, though. Sometimes they don't they lead to murder. <laughs> okay, what would your theme song be? Speaking of listening, currently it would be "The Mood I'm In" by The Main. Ooh, mm. I love The Main. The Main's like my number one. I feel like at this point they're like, "Well, she's really into our band." <laughs> I'm constantly <laughs> sharing it. I was like, I, I last time I put one of their songs or like a video of them on my story. I like opened my DMs with them. And I was like, wow, I tag them way too often. This is slightly embarrassing. <laughs> Their music is so good though. The songs are so catchy. And my kid, I listen to it with my kids. My kids love it too. I love them. I just went yeah. to their, the 16 year anniversary show. Oh my God. It was just, they're phenomenal. Yeah. I like when a band matures and you can like continue listening to them. Yeah. So when they get stuck, in the same sound I'm like well I'm not that same person anymore and I need like I need something different and I feel like I started listening to them when I was 18 and I've grown with them and so I can connect to the music still and I just love them so much we need to put that clip in because I feel like so many people are uh, um, offended when a band changes their sound or changes their music really yeah I mean probably I guess you you want to like go for a certain thing, but I'm just the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. I'm like the person that I'm like, well, I need it to be a little bit different. Cause now I'm a little bit different. And if I'm mm-hmm. still listening to what you sounded like when you first started at 18, like I'm not that person anymore. So I can't really listen to it. Yeah. Even the content, like the lyrical content, yeah. it's like, there's no growth here. Like we're not <laughs> doing the same things we were doing. Yeah, I'm in my thirties now. I'm not going to be listening to that anymore. <laughs> you know, like I don't need to hear about the girl that broke up with you in high school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pain is different yeah. now. Now it's physical. It's arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Our last question. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and chat with us. This is really, really, really fun. Thanks for um, having me. Yeah, anytime. We can come back and talk about books anytime, honestly. Love it. I love it. Okay. One small thing or guilty pleasure that you look forward to when Mikey is on the road? Watching all my Bravo shows uninterrupted. <laughs> I'm such a sucker for my Bravo shows, but I don't subject him to that. He only watches Vanderpump Rules with me and he won't watch anything else. So when he's not there, I'm like, yes, I get to catch up on all my shows. This is great. Because otherwise we always watch our shows together. So there's not really time for my Bravo shows. Yeah. I have to get my girlfriends to come over. When Adam's gone, they come over and we call it bad TV, whether it's Friday or Saturday. And then we'll watch like Love is Blind and all the reality shows. Because Adam, even if it's not in the house, he will mock me. Michael watched Love is Blind with me actually it's and so then he good. like analyzes yeah, it I and like the next day he's like you know what and he gets like really upset <laughs> I analyze it too I'm like it's just sociology people yeah <laughs> this is yeah. an experiment we're yeah. learning <laughs> what is going on with all the like conditions though on the set I feel like there are all these lawsuits yeah I saw that yeah, that's true they, I don't know they, it some of the stuff I was reading I was like oh my if this is like really how it goes this is not mm-hmm. good but that's kind of like the paradise or not yeah bachelor in paradise world too there was like 
issues like they had to limit how much alcohol they were drinking remember all that weird stuff yeah yeah there was the yeah. one show where they said only one or two drinks that bachelor yeah said i think love, it was paradise love island i think too they oh do. they do it too now i don't remember but i feel like when there's unlimited alcohol and then you can yeah, get yourself in trouble. Yeah. yeah love is blind is sad Aldi had like gold, like gold wine glasses. Oh gold. yeah, from the show. And I was like, I'm getting those. Those are Love Is Blind glasses. We need those. Oh, we need those. God. So no one knows how full or empty <laughs> your drink is. Yeah, it's always funny too when they go to restaurants and they have them. I'm like, oh wow, you like brought those to the restaurant. Okay, <laughs> I know. All right, you guys are really sticking with those cups this season. They're like at everyone's parents' house. And there's a new season coming out next month too, right? And you know what? They're in Charlotte. They're in our. They're in my Ooh. city. Mm-hmm. I don't think I know anyone. Uh, we tried to get one of our friends to do it, but then he got a girlfriend. So they've been together now for a long time because that was a long time ago when the additions were. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad they're out of Texas now. I feel like we fulfilled whatever was needing to be done in Texas. Like, it was not working. Yeah. No, no. I don't even think any of those couples are still together. No, it's a weird place. I went to college there and I can confirm. Yeah. I have family there. I can also <laughs> double down on that. I felt like Seattle and Portland were the best because there's, there's a vibe there. There's, it was like a good yeah. energy. And what did it start? It started in Chicago, right? Oh my gosh, Shane. Did you guys watch that other dating show that Shane was on? Yeah, we watched it in Italy. He, <laughs> we did, we did. We went home. He stayed up one night and he was on it. Yeah, that yeah. was a interesting oh, show. He seems like he's on some... Roids? Yeah. Oh, is that what Unhinged? Something, yeah. yeah. Who was, oh, the ones from the last season, the tall guy and the uh, Milton? He's a gem though he was like one of the only gems in texas like yeah but i did not think that they were gonna make it they're still together right i think so that was weird that was weird he was way yeah. more like confident and than Very i thought grounded yeah for like a 24 year old i also just felt like she never really liked him and i did think that she went on the show for the other guy so then when they were like at the reunion they were together i was like oh whoa that was real like i thought that was just like so you could get around the other guy but then they started putting some footage out of him that made him seem like the sketchy one. They were in a toxic situation. Yeah. Because he kept like stalking her after and then like talking to Milton about how he shouldn't date her. But I was like, they seem cool. Like, let them live their lives. But that was the season that Mikey literally, he like the analyzing. I was like, okay, it's it. <laughs> we're going to be okay. <laughs> we need to get him on the show too. So we can like have a sit. He was like so upset he was like that was the weirdest ending of a season ever and this reunion didn't need to happen and uh the reunion was so bad stacy and izzy that was like a really sad whole scenario the whole thing was sad she i feel bad for her because of who she is (laughs) that's a mean thing to say but it was like her her um the way she viewed relationships seemed a little like sad to me yeah who am i to judge a viewer i guess yeah you know we've got our we're going to start our own club. We're going to, it's not going to be a book club. It's going to be a reality TV reviewing club. Anyone's welcome. <laughs> I love this. I love it. If that was like homework, if I was like, listen, sorry, I'm busy. I cannot yeah. do this well, event tonight because I have some I'm part of an important club. We get sponsors <laughs> for our club and then it can be our homework. It can be our work. We can have like therapists on and psych- psychologists and stuff. Talk about the oh psychology of their choices. You guys, we really just like dove into something here. <laughs> we get like a body language person on, lip readers. We need everybody. We need a team. Alcohol experts for sure. Like, you know, people who deal with addiction. <laughs> sure. So there's some, there's some issues. Oh, we can really, really make something of this. Yeah. I think we should do it. I'm in. <laughs> I, oh, you know, another one I like is Married at First Sight. That is really I interesting to me. I haven't watched that. I need to watch that. It's this interesting. A lot of people like 90 Day Fiance, too. There was like an international one on HBO, and I like tried to start it, and I was like, it felt a little bit like Mail Order Bride, and so oh. I was a little freaked out, but I don't know. I don't think that's what it is. I don't know. There was one on HBO. I don't know if it was older or not, but everyone was watching it, and I was like, oh, I'm going to give it a shot, and then I was like, oh, okay, no. I didn't even get through like the trailer where they're all, you date based off like your naked body. Oh, yeah. That's a British, my friend. What is that? What is it called? Yeah, my friend. I don't remember. My friend lived in Scotland. And don't they just show the feet first and then they show the genitals and then they show like, the top and then they show the first 20 seconds of the show was just, I saw everyone's body parts. And I was like, I am not prepared for this. Like next. I'm just yep. And it's in the UK. So they show the penises like oh, on it's everything. regular. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I'm sorry, but like even a penis that I love, I don't want to see it. I don't want it to be like a part of my life in that way. Like feet first. I don't know. Yeah, like that's feet first are... too. Oh, I know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know people have feet fetishes. Okay. They were like zooming in though. Like before, like before the main title had started, we saw everything. Oh, I was like, oh okay. I was like, th- I thought we were going to get some like background and then like they were going to like explain the show. No, that's just how it started. I was like, okay, I'm out. I'm it's out. like those I'm old fashioned TV shows where they like sit behind the screen, except yeah. for it's no questions. It's just body. And then they like go on a first date, right? Is that the, I believe that's what it is. I yeah. never got far enough to know, but also <laughs> it's so opposite of love is blind where it's like, you're actually connecting where this was like, Oh yeah, you're cute. But it's like, you know, nothing about this person. So like, I feel like you're doomed from the start. Or I wonder, okay, another question for fake um, experts here are like, is it, there is something about seeing someone and knowing you're attracted to them or like feeling like knowing you'll Mm. vibe in a certain way. I think, I don't know. I don't know if that's real. I think there's something to be said about both sides of it though. You know, like obviously you can connect with someone through a wall, having never seen them. And then like, can you get past that? Like vision? hurdle and like connect the person but then there is something to be said too about like seeing that person being attracted to them and then like sometimes like just making it work because you're like oh but they're so cute or actually being like I'm not into who you are even though I find you attractive so I I mean it goes both ways yeah there's a psychology behind both of it but I feel like I'd rather watch people just fall in love over a wall also like a physical chemistry like even through a wall there's nuance to like the conversation to like the pheromones, right? Where I feel like if you're just seeing a photo of somebody or seeing them, but like at a distance, you can't really tell if you'd be attracted to them in real life. Yeah. I, Maybe they're your I type, but well, not that you're like, oh, those testicles are really like. What <laughs> I'm into. Turn you That's off, so if bad. anything, like you, you said, like toenails. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> testicles, sign me up. I or mean, like, I would like to see their success rate because I wonder if it's like zero. Yeah, I want my yeah. second toe to be shorter than the big toe. Like oh, I don't I'm understand. Awesome. I have a long second toe. <laughs> Me too. Every other one of my toes is longer than my big toe. <laughs> oh, you shallow Hal. Do you remember Shallow Hal? And he's like, "Did you see her toes?" <laughs> I think that is based on on her, like nationality, like your, where your family D- DNA is from. I've heard. I've heard it's oh. the yeah. toe-like thing. I've heard it's like a Roman. Oh. I don't know. Like the Statue of Liberty has like long toes. Oh. Fun fact. Oh, I never knew that. Is she French though? No, no. Are we a foot podcast now? Are we like we're really we just like veering all over the place? I do want to do this. We should do like one. We're gonna like do a whole launch, and we're gonna pretend we're gonna do this thing, and then we just do one episode where we go completely off the rails, and we bring like a therapist in, and we talk about all our shows in a nebulous, and then we're like, never mind, it's not a real thing. We're just doing it once. Yeah. Just kidding. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Enjoy the shows. Yeah. Watch for yeah. yourself. Let us know what you think. Yeah. That's what I want to do because I have a lot of thoughts. Yeah. We have to, we have to workshop a working name. So if anybody has any ideas, shoot them into an email here <laughs> and by anybody, I mean, one of the three of us. <laughs> no, we'll outsource it. We'll crowdsource. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, this oh was gosh. so fun. Yes. Thank you guys for having me. Yes. And uh, as discussed, hopefully we will get to have our dinner date. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If it's, if it's not Salem, um, it will be when we were young. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll be there. Oh, I love it. Let's definitely do it. Amazing. Thank you so much. So thank fun. you guys. Have a good rest of your day. Bye. Bye. Bye.